What's up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Tuesday, May 26, 2015. As always, broadcasting from the Beantown Athletic Studio here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Uh, a little heat wave is upon us here in Boston. We had some great weather over the weekend, the holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, so I was not here yesterday to have a podcast, uh, but I am back today. We're here the rest of the week. I'm here five days a week, dannypicard.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Also listen on the TuneIn app, even on Stitcher. Really, any way and any place you can get a podcast, that's where you can listen to the Danny Picard Show. And uh, if you do listen to this show a lot, you know that I am always trying to stay on top of Deflategate coverage. And really, you know, over the weekend, see, it's a... Look, for someone like myself who works weekends, um, I I don't really get to shut it down. So I I do still have to pay attention because I got a radio show here in Boston on WEI. On the weekends, and I was on Saturday from, what, 3 to 6.30, and then I was actually, I thought I was on last night, yesterday, which is really why I didn't, you know, leave town and get out of Southie after my show on Saturday Saturday afternoon, and, and you know, return last night, because I thought I was on the air last night, that, but it turns out I wasn't, uh, I messed up reading the schedule, I read the schedule wrong, um, so I, but I didn't, my point is I didn't shut it down on you. I, I usually don't. It, it's a very rare occasion that I end up going anywhere uh, on any type of vacation and really shutting it down, especially in the world of Twitter and social media. And you're always on your phone. Even if you do go somewhere for a weekend, um, you're always on your phone. Even if you're there sitting on the beach. You, uh, so Twitter allows you to keep up with the news and it allows us to keep up on the latest in this Deflategate saga. And I'm a little surprised because, and I know it's a holiday weekend, and I'm surprised that there wasn't much going on with Deflategate over the weekend. Even though, really, we're waiting to hear from Tom Brady. Um, we're waiting to see when this appeal is going to actually take place. Here's the latest on Deflategate. There is some news. You know, we, we can't go a weekend without not acknowledging it, there is some news, and the news today is the Associate Press, the Associated Press reports that Tom Brady's appeal will not be heard by Wednesday's 10-day deadline. So there's a 10-day deadline, right? I believe that it's in the CBA, but the Associated Press reports that Tom Brady's appeal will not be heard by Wednesday's 10-day deadline. The biggest news in this AP story is not that. I, it's that the AP calls this the deflated football scandal, which is a new way to put it. You know, they don't call it deflategate. They call it, here's the opening paragraph from the Associated Press report. It says, Tom Brady's appeal of his four-game suspension for his role in the deflated football scandal won't be heard by Wednesday's 10-day deadline. Two people familiar with the situation told the Associated Press. What's the, what's the biggest piece of news you get out of that? I mean, I, I guess hard news uh, would be that, all right, here's what it is. Brady's appeal will not take place or will not be heard by the 10-day deadline. But did we – I mean, I didn't actually think that was going to take place anyways. And to be honest with you, I don't necessarily know that that's a big deal. You have this situation with Goodell and the NFLPA still trying to get Goodell out of this appeal and make sure that he's not the guy that hears it. Um – I don't think that's going to happen. I think Goodell will hear it. And to be quite honest with you, I think there's some type of deal between Kraft and Goodell. And I think that Goodell is going to let Brady off. And I do think it's possible that Brady gets no games. I think he should get no games. You know how I feel about this whole situation. I'm not going to continue to get into that. But really, when I read this paragraph, the first thing that jumps off the screen to me is that the Associated Press has a different, has a different phrase for this situation. We've calling this we're calling this Deflategate, right? Deflategate. Some people thought it should have been called PSI Foxborough. Uh, you know, I I don't really want. I never wanted this to have a name, anyways. But since it's gone on this long and it's been this much of a process and this much of a clown show, 
I guess there needs to be a name. We've called it the Flategate the whole time, right? That's what we've called it. We've called it the Flategate and AP Associated Press. They call it the deflated footballs scandal. Uh, The DFS, the deflated footballs scandal. A scandal that's strong. That's (laughs) That's a little strong. Don't you think this isn't a scandal? Are we calling it a scandal? It's not. But... It's different than Deflategate. So that's really the one thing that jumped off the screen to me. Other than that, what else do we got? What did we have over the weekend? We had a free Tom Brady rally at Gillette Stadium. Guess how many people showed up? Guess. How many people showed up? Now, I would usually ask producer Pete, Pete Needham. He is not here today. He, I'm sitting across from two empty chairs because we got three mics in the studio. But I'm in here by myself. Um, Pete is, he, he's literally has a root canal today. So we wish him the best, but, um, so I'm doing the show today by myself. So I'll just ask the listener, how many people do you think showed up at the free Tom Brady rally over the weekend at Gillette stadium Memorial day weekend? Now it's probably a, it, it's a tough weekend to run this. Yeah. Memorial day, you got a lot going on. I think you had Fagawi in Nantucket. By the way, I've never been. To Nantucket is I, I don't even know if is that weird that I've never been in Nantucket I've never been you know um I don't know anyone who has a place there I don't you know um it's not like my group of friends it's not like they frequent in Nantucket uh it's just not a place that's ever really on my radar to to hit up I don't go there I don't know anyone who goes there. Well, I, I mean, I know some people who go there, but not people that, that, you know, I communicate with on a day-to-day basis with regards to making plans for weekends, uh, the likes of which are holiday weekends. I've never been in Nantucket. And, and you know, but that a lot of people do go. Fagawi was this weekend, and, you know, as you see the videos and everything, it's a wild weekend, it seems like. But Memorial Day weekend, holiday weekends, people go away anyways. I see. I don't. I'd rather not go away on these weekends because when I and I don't know if you know about Southie or not, but you know that's where when people go away, that's when I feel like I'm I'm on vacation because Southie. I can I can sort of we can we can have our town back. We can have our neighborhood back. There's parking wherever you want. Uh, you can go into some of these these newer bars and restaurants, and you know you're not bumping elbows with some dickhead, some group of dickheads, right? It's it's a refreshing weekend. Now, the beach was still packed. M Street Beach was still packed. And you had your knuckleheads who love the beach games. I'm not, a, I, I don't do beach games, okay? And and I <laughs> I know, I maybe I don't, you probably listen to this and say, hey, Dan, stop being so miserable. Stop, what is wrong with you? I'm, no, I'm just telling you how it is. I get on here every day, tell you how it is. I, I don't play games at the beach. If there's a football there and someone tells me to run a couple slant routes, I might do that. Or if somebody runs a couple slant routes, I might throw the football. That's it. That's, you know, people say, well, what about wiffle ball? Well, no, 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 no. Wiffle ball, to me, is not a beach game. The only place that wiffle ball, I should say this, at a, at a small packed beach, the only place, the only beach I've ever played wiffle ball was down the Cape, Mayflower Beach, down the Cape. Is it Dennis in Dennisport, Mayflower Beach? Because that beach is unbelievable. That's How many beaches can you say it's better at low tide? Honestly, I know in Southie, when it's low tide, I mean, you know, you got to bring your, your work boots down with you. You don't bring sandals to the beach. You bring work boots if you want to go swimming. When it's low tide, uh, you know, this, this sand underneath the water, when it's low tide in Southie, it's tough. It's tough. Um, but down the Cape, like, for example, Mayflower Beach, low tide, how far does that go out? There's so much space. There's so much room. You could bring a wiffle ball bat and take a couple hacks. But it, for the most part, when I think of wiffle ball, it's not a beach game. Uh, I prefer wiffle ball on, on cement in a schoolyard, um, even we grew up playing in the street, right? You, we get a garbage barrel, toss it in front of my house. Uh, 
you know, and the beauty of wiffle ball back in the day in Southie was that, and speaking of, uh, and, you know, sort of round circle here, um, is, you know, there was plenty of parking when I was a kid growing up in Southie. So there would be spots all over the street, right? There would be empty parking spaces all over the street. And here's how much things have changed. Here's how much things have changed. When we used to play wiffle ball as kids uh, in the street, um, we used to put a garbage barrel in front of the house, and there would be an open, you know, there would be open space in front of us. There would be no car parked in front of us. And we'd only play really in a spot where, and we didn't, you know, even if there was a car parked across the street, sometimes we would still play. But you'd, you'd prefer there to not be another car directly up the middle, right, on the other side of the street. So for the, but for the most part, that's how we would play, with no car in front of us and no car across the street in front of us. So empty space in the street. There could be cars everywhere else. That's fine. We'll just, you know, hit line drives into the cars. That's fine. That's what happened. But when we did that and, and somebody would ever even think of parking in front of us and ruining our game, we would put up a stink to the point where if you did have a car and you knew the neighborhood and you knew how, how special wiffle ball games were when we were kids, right? You could see the money in the hat on the stairs. You wouldn't park. You would see the open space, and you'd say, oh, no, I'm not going to do that to them. I'm not going to do that to these kids. I'm not going to park in front of their wiffle ball game. There's way too much at stake. They're either A, having a tournament, um, or B, there's some money on the line. It, you know, it could have been like five bucks. But, you know, there's something going on here that's more important than me parking in this spot. But you could do that because there were spots everywhere, right? So that, that, gives, that brings you in a little bit as to how my neighborhood used to be. And during that time, I will also say this. When I was a kid, M Street Beach in Selty, if you were ever seen down there, if you were ever even seen down there, you'd be the laughing stock in the neighborhood. <laughs> Nobody went down to M Street Beach. It wasn't a spot you go post up with your beach chair and lay out in the sun. Now, you know, you now it's it's a tourist attraction. It's a fucking tourist attraction. It's insane. I, you know, I, I guess it's stuff that we took for granted that I always used to take for granted. And you look at it and people come and they visit or they come and they move here. And I, I guess once you see them appreciating it, you can appreciate it. You go down there. And in the last couple of years, I, I, you know, we started to go down there again. and uh, Not again, really, at all. And um, it is pretty cool. I'll give you that. Especially high tide, right? Sun's out, high tide. It's a nice beach at the end of the day. Um, you got the planes flying overhead. You got the boats in the water, the yacht club right next to it. I mean, it, look, it, it's, it's a beautiful spot. But now it's just, it's packed. And... The beach games, wiffle ball is not one of them. I'm not a guy that will go to the beach and bring beach games. Like, what's the game? Bago? Is that what you call it? The bean bags, toss it into the, the you got the, the piece of wood with the hole in it, or cornhole, is that what they call it? Um, you got the other game with, you got the plastic bars, and you got sort of that, that rope that you throw, and you try to hang the rope on the bars. No, I mean, I, I just, I don't. We don't have that. I don't have that stuff. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know where to get it, to be honest. I don't do the the. When I go to the beach, give me a couple beers. I'm gonna sit there, put it in a solo cup, and I'm gonna relax. Maybe take a couple dips, and I'm gonna take it all in. That's it. It's a relaxing experience to me. You start bringing games into the equation. Uh, you know, I, that, that's not my style, but now there's so many people down there and everybody's, sta- I drive by and everybody's standing up, S- f- sit the fuck down, would you? You're at the beach, relax, put the games away. It's not like you have all this space to play games. The beach is packed. Oh man. I, I don't even know where I'm going with this, to be honest. Um, but, th- but that's. That's my that's my town now in a nutshell. The beach was packed this weekend. But other than that, everything else, these type of weekends, holiday weekend, that's where I'm going with it. Holiday weekends, the city is, it's quiet. 
it, it's I, I can walk down L Street again. I can walk up Broadway, and I cannot be overwhelmed by complete assholes. That and, and not everybody's an asshole, by the way. So don't hear that and be like, "Oh, you call me an asshole." Well, no. I mean, you probably if you hear that and you do take that and think I'm if you think I'm talking about you, you're probably right because you probably know. You've come into this neighbor, my neighborhood, and you've acted like an asshole. So, but it's chaos, really. It's, it's chaos in my neighborhood. And when these type of weekends, the chaotic people go away and go on vacation and take their chaos somewhere else, I really enjoy that. To the point where I feel like I went somewhere different. I feel like I'm on vacation. In reality... I just sort of, we just sort of get the community back a little bit, right? Sort of, it's a throwback weekend, I like to call it. And um, that's what I enjoyed this weekend. I enjoyed some peace and quiet on the streets of Salty. Not necessarily down the beach, uh, because it was jam-packed down there. But, uh, no, for the most part, yeah, I I, I took it all in. The streets, some of the restaurants, the bars, the establishments, they weren't jam-packed. I wasn't, um, you know... You weren't bumping into people, spilling drinks all over you. It wasn't that crowded. It was a good crowd. I I enjoyed it. I en- I enjoyed my weekend. Uh, at certain points in times, you could maybe maybe if you saw me, you thought maybe I was enjoying it a little too much. All right, fine. Then <laughs> I I I think I maybe can can acknowledge that. But anyways, here we are back for the week, and uh, back from the Memorial Day weekend, and. When it's Memorial Day weekend, it's any holiday weekend, it's not the best time to throw a rally. And I think that's why when I asked you, how many people do you think went to the Tom Brady rally at Gillette Stadium over the weekend? The free Tom Brady rally. How many people went? 150 people were there. 150. Uh, I would consider that a failure of a of a Tom Brady rally. That's not. It, first of all, it's not the best week, and I have it because you know everybody's away. Uh, second of all, you know, I do think I think people certainly people care about this suspension here in New England. They care about Tom Brady. They care about the foolishness that's the that the NFL has become. Because it is a clown show, it is a circus, and Goodell is the fucking ringleader, and he is the biggest clown of them all. We all acknowledge that. And while even someone like myself, I've sat here, defend the wall, support Brady, free Brady, you name it, I've done it, I've said it, yep. This is never. This never should have been an issue, whether you want to call it deflategate, or you want to go what the Associated Press does, and call it the deflated footballs scandal. <laughs> call it a scandal. Either way, um, we can support Brady all we want. The idea that you're going to then have a rally at Gillette Stadium, I don't know. I even think the most diehard supporters of Tom Brady, most of them have better things to do with their time. Honestly. This is no disrespect to Tom Brady. No disrespect to the Patriots. No disrespect to the other supporters of Tom Brady, because as I told you, I'm one of the biggest one, one of the biggest supporters. But I'll be completely honest with you. Even though I wasn't going on vacation this weekend, I have better things to do with my time than go stand in a parking lot for a couple hours and chant free Tom Brady. I I just can't do it. I won't do it. I would never think of doing it. That rally could have been down M Street Beach, and I wouldn't have shown up. That could have been up M Street Park, and I wouldn't have shown up. Columbia Park and Salty, I wouldn't have been there. Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> the free Tom Brady rally, there is, consider me not surprised that only 100 people showed up. <laughs> 100, 100, excuse me, 150 people. 150 people showed up to the free Tom Brady rally. Uh, Tom Brady, where is he? What's he going to say? When's he going to talk? We look at the schedule. We look to see when that could be. As I told you, the appeal, it will not be heard by Wednesday's 10-day deadline, according to the Associated Press. We do, though, however, Tom. we do know that Tom Brady has a charity event this weekend, right? Uh, Best Buddies. It's his charity event. 
He has the football game. He has it every year. And he does usually talk to the media. We heard him at Salem State with Jim Gray. Fresh, as the Wells report, was fresh out of the oven. Uh, you know, it was burnt. They burnt it. Wells, Ted Wells burnt it a little bit. Didn't, didn't cook it. I think the perfect way that, uh, you know, that I think if he had a second chance, and you know how I know that. You know how I know that. It's because he, he had his own conference call, like, a fucking week later to clarify some shit. Well, that tells me that he thinks he probably could have done a couple things a little bit better. But also, if you take a step back and you just look at it independently, which is what Wells should have been doing and clearly wasn't, there's a lot of problems with the Wells report. It's, a, it's one big piece of garbage. She overcooked it. But it was fresh out of the oven when Tom Brady was asked about it at Salem State. And look, he didn't have much to say. Which makes me believe that he's not going to have much to say this weekend at its charity event. He's not going to. I'm telling you, he won't. I'm, I'm telling you right now, he's, he's, he's not going to have, he, he's not going to, he's just not going to do it. Um, he's not going to talk about it. He's not going to answer questions at his charity event. I mean, he, he'll, he'll answer them the proper way, but in no way, shape, or form is Tom Brady going to go in depth into the appeal process, the investigation. He's not going to do that. Why would he do that? That would make no sense. You know, if there was no appeal, maybe. But I, don't, I, think, I think he would probably, look, if he's going to answer questions about it, he's going to do it in a form that is not a charity event form. It's, it's not going to happen. So some people might be, and all the media is going to be there. Everybody's going to be there. I mean. And, and perhaps, you know, if, if you're Brady, you don't look at that as being a bad thing, given the fact that, hey, you say to yourself, you know, I, look, how can we turn all this negative energy into positive energy? Here's what we can do. We can not say anything, make people think we're going to talk um, and answer questions, and have all these national news places come, because you know, like, CNN, Fox News are going to be there. And guess what they end up doing? They end up covering Tom Brady's charity event for best buddies. And, you know, I would think that if you're Brady and his team, you say to yourself, hey, the more people that cover this event, the better. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And if I don't answer questions for them on inflation levels of footballs, what's, you know, come on. What's the big deal? But he's not going to answer them anyways because he's got an appeal. And, you know, you don't want to say anything now that's going to hurt what you say in the appeals process. He's not going to talk. He obviously got lawyered up, and that's the way they're going to fight this, or at least threaten to fight this. Again, I think there's a deal. I think there's a deal. And with regards to Robert Kraft, you know, I was surprised because there's a lot of people that disagree with me when I was on WEI over the weekend that say there's no deal, and they're trying to point out reasons, and I'm saying, well, we're never going to know if there's a deal. But Robert Kraft apparently... Spoke to, guess who? Larry King. Larry King with a tweet over the weekend. Here's Larry King's tweet. He says, spoke to Robert Kraft today. The Patriots owner said he won't challenge the NFL over penalties and hopes that may somehow benefit Tom Brady. Let me read it again. Spoke to Robert Kraft today, says Larry King. The Patriots owner said he won't challenge the NFL over penalties and hopes that may somehow benefit Tom Brady. You know what I think? That, and by the way, um, I don't know. Here's what I don't know. So when you read this story, I think when I first read it, they, make, they always make it out to be something. So you click on the link. They made it sound like Robert Kraft was on Larry King's show and he was openly saying... I, I I hope I help Tom. That's not what happened. He was talking to Larry King, and he told Larry King, yeah, I, ho- I do hope I help him out. You know, Larry King's probably like, oh, tell me, Robert, do you, did you, ha- do you have a deal? And, you know, uh, Robert Kraft's like, you know, man to a man saying, look, I'm not going to tell you that, Larry. I'm going to tell you this. I hope what I did benefits our quarterback. I hope I, I hope what I did 
benefits our quarterback. That was man-to-man, king-to-craft, right? And Larry King goes on Twitter and starts fucking talking about it. I don't know that Kraft knew that was going to happen, to be honest. And it actually shows me that Kraft thinks he helped Brady. And they're never going to come out with an official announcement on that. But I also think Kraft hears that he's taking some heat. And he is. Oh, he is. Fans think he gave up on him, uh, gave up on the team, gave up on the fan base, gave up on on the town, gave up on all of New England. Because he chose money and the league over the Patriots. Okay, that people think that. People honestly think that. He's getting crushed. Um, yeah, I think he maybe leaks out to a pretty famous person, a friend of his, and he's like, yeah, I, I think I, I think what I did, I hope it, I hope it helps Brady, you know? Eh, maybe leak that out a little bit. Larry King leaks something like this out, at least gets people thinking, all right, all right, so Kraft... He, Kraft, I guess, if he told King to leak this, that shows me he wants people, without any type of official official interview or anything, he wants people to know what his mindset was the last week, in which he was talking to Goodell at a birthday party, and then in which he was up at a podium a couple days later saying he was going to accept the penalties the league was handing down to them. He wanted people to know what his mindset is. So he has maybe someone leak that out. Larry King tweets and shows us that at least coming from that conversation that King had with Kraft, Robert Kraft's mindset during this whole thing was he thinks he's helping out Tom Brady. Right? And again, there's no official announcement of a deal or anything, but maybe it was important for Kraft to at least leak that a little bit, what his mindset was. And when I put try to connect the dots here, I, I think that there's a deal. I do. I, I just think there's a deal. So we'll wait and see. Uh, and we'll have to wait. We don't know how long we'll have to wait. Because as we mentioned in the AP report, the appeal is not going to be heard within the 10-day deadline. I don't think that's a major issue. Um, you know, for all we know, it might have something to do with Tom saying he has a charity event. Say, you know, maybe we'll wait till afterwards. Uh, you know, can we wait? I don't know. I don't know what the exact issue is, but I'm not looking at it as any type of major, major concern right now. But that really is the Deflategate news. You know, there's, I guess, in other NFL news. Meanwhile, in the NFL, Ray McDonald gets arrested again. In other domestic arrest, he was released by the Bears. You think maybe the NFL looks at this whole situation and says, "Yeah, we got, we got some more serious things to work to 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 work with right now than air pressure in footballs." Um, but clearly, the NFL doesn't think that way. Uh, but the, the, the flake eight, anything else? I don't, I don't see much else here. Again, the the free Brady rally, hundred and fifty people. It's a tough weekend to have it, but even if you had it on a normal weekend, I don't think you'd get much more than that. You might get you might get three hundred on a normal on a on a non holiday weekend, right? You might get three hundred. That's that might be it. Three hundred in May, June, mm, maybe that's even a stretch on a regular weekend. I don't know, but I'm no surprise that only 150 people showed up to this thing. No surprise. I mean. You just walk up and down my street, and it's, you know, it's, at times it's crickets, tumbleweeds rolling around. I'm okay with that, by the way. I'm not complaining about that. But there weren't a lot of people around. People go away. I was not one of them. Uh, I was actually sitting there this morning with Joey T here at Beantown, and we were trying to figure out uh, his vac- their vacation. I'm trying to take a week at some point. Uh, I can't tell you the last time I just took a week and just – like, got out of town and said, see you later. Oh, here's Pete. Here's Pete walking in now, root canal and all. Now he's peeking in. All right, now he's going to, oh, now he's going to come in. And he's going to come in. To, I can't even let him in. Oh, right, let him in. I got I got the door locked. Hold on one second. Here we go. I'm going to let Pete in. Pete, I, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to warn you. It's 250 degrees in here. <laughs> It's really hot. I don't even have the shades open. We have these windows on Granite Ave. 
I am, I'm sweating like I, I've never sweated this much in my life, okay? Even, even if I was down M Street Beach, I've never sweat this much on like a 90 degree day. What do we got, 85? How hot is it out there? Pete, can you talk? You're all swollen right now on your left side of your cheek. Yeah, I can't really talk that well right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, all right. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to stay here. I think you're probably going to go home. Um, well, oh, I just had to check on my boy, see what was up, you know? Yeah, we're just doing deflate. What do you think we're doing? We're doing deflate. Oh, let me ask you this. My, my face is a little inflated. <laughs> Right now, we need, it's a little inflated. Yeah, your it's face a, is inflated. It's at about 14 PSI right Le- now. <laughs> Left cheek is about, yeah. Let's get Walt Anderson in here to check, check, your, to check your left cheek. <laughs> Don't take that out of context, please. Um, uh, What were we talking about? Oh, I'm just talking about Southie on holiday weekends. You came, you came out over in Southie one night. You know, it was pretty quiet. Not complaining. I'm not complaining about that, though. But you, you, you saw that, right? You noticed that. Did you notice how quiet it was in Celtic? A lot of people missing. <laughs> <laughs> Pete had a root canal today. I already mentioned that at the beginning. That's yeah. why I didn't give you the full introduction of why your face is swollen. Yeah, I'm hurting, man. Uh, wow. I feel for you. I thought you had it last week. I, well, I did. Today I had like the, the cap and crown. Uh, are you done on. with it? I think I gotta go back one more time. To do what? To get the, the permanent crown. No shit. Yeah, I sound like an idiot. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you look like one too. <laughs> uh I we know I was just talking about deflacate, holiday weekend, uh the terrible timing of a free Tom Brady rally at Gillette Stadium. I, I was gonna ask people this. I'll ask you, Pete, let's see if you can get it right. Do you know how many people did you did you see the number yet? I was going to ask you, did you no, see No, I didn't it? say All it, right. no. How many people do you think showed up at the Gillette Stadium parking lot on Sunday at 11 a.m.? It was from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. How many people showed up to the free Tom Brady rally? There is a number. I read it on ESPNBoston.com. So I know nothing about this. So they I, had a, oh, you I'm, didn't even know they had one. I knew they had one. I don't know anything about people going. Like, I don't know. I, you, I don't no know idea. anyone who went. That's what I'm saying. So I pro- I'm going to go with 12. <laughs> you did say 12 TV people? TV 12, yep, a dozen. Oh, wow. Yo, way off. Yo, way off. Come Is on. Is it way up? Oh, yeah, it's up. Yeah. It's um, up to 12. I'd say about 200 people. No, 150. Yeah. You should have stuck with 12. Closest without going over. Uh, No, 150 people. You were going to say 200. I would, on a, it's a holiday weekend, but again, I think even without the holiday, I would give you 300. I'd give you 300 to show up that in a non-holiday weekend. It's just, I look, I support Brady, but I don't need to be, I don't need to be rallying at Gillette Stadium. And people say, well, what about people who got, you know, El Prez and those guys, they got arrested in the NFL. Well, first of all, that was funny. That was entertaining as well. I mean, those guys got fucking arrested for Tom Brady. And as they got arrested, they'd say, uh, I, I, would, I would die for Brady. I would die for Belichick, Prez says. That's, that's funny. Um, you're standing in Gillette Stadium parking lot with the free Tom Brady sign and postponing yeah, someone they a, a newlywed couple postponed their honeymoon for this event. Sorry, can't can't happen. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't you can't postpone a honeymoon for the free Tom Brady rally. It just can't happen. Uh, Pete, I don't mean to like burst your bubble, <laughs> um, but I think the boys are looking at looking for you in back. They they're just sort of looking around. They. Hey, well, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> when you're not back there, yeah, shit hits a fan. What man. Go, see, what we need to do is, do, we, what clone see, me? The, for people that know, clone people, me, maybe a couple times. People that don't know, uh, there's a screen printing. There's screen printing in the back. It's the only union screen printing in Boston. So make sure you contact Beantown Athletics. They're actually contact stuff and their logo is right on the bottom of my website, dannypicard.com. They will take care of all your screen printing needs. But my producer, Pete, when he's not back there, we don't actually know what goes on. So I'd like to put a camera back there just one day just to see what goes on. But I can they're, they're looking in, they're waiting. You just showed up, right? Your face is all swollen. You can go back there if you want. It's all right. You know, It's hot in here. I mean. It is blazing I, in here. We, we just returned. My arms are sticking to the table. Yeah. 
we we just returned from the holiday, and you know we were out. I went out, maybe a little too hard. Am I hungover still? I don't know. Maybe. I might be. It's a long weekend. Pete's leaving. I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna melt in here uh, for as long as I possibly can. But that's the flakeate. That's it. One other thing. I it's actually one other thing I didn't mention. Um, in Salty, you know the new establishments, the new bars, the new restaurants. There's one, and you know, it's outside, and it's there's like oversized swings like just and people say you want to go down want to go to this place i no i don't want to go to this place it's why why do you want it's outside it's, 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 this swing why do i need to go to a place with fucking swings like what is wrong with people and you know we have this thing in Celtic whip we call them yuppies they move in Look, I have friends who are yuppies. So when I call people yuppies, it's not like, it's not like I, I'm, I'm, it's not like a hate word. You know, we say it. There are some yuppies we hate. There are some yuppies that are good friends of mine. Uh, but that's what they are. That's just what we know them to be. So it's the word that we know that we use. Okay. I, I don't think that yuppies should take that personal. Some might, some shouldn't. Right. Um, but my worst nightmare is yuppies drinking outside on a grassy area while they're in sitting in oversized fucking swings. Like that's that's like a I, that's like a nightmare. That and deflategate. Two nightmares playing out in front of my own eyes on the holiday weekend. And the only way that could, place could be worse is if they had deflated footballs everywhere, all over the grass. If they didn't pump the footballs up properly, and they had you to, th- you could throw some around down there. Oversized swings. Why do I need to go to a place with oversized swings? Even if they were regular swings. Why do I need to go to that place? Can't I just go somewhere and drink? Like, can't I just go down the beach and just sit in a beach chair? You drive by M Street Beach, everybody's standing up. All these people that move in, they need to, They always need to do something. There's always there's something needs to be going on, whether it's uh, playing cornhole. Um, you even see kids with lacrosse sticks down the beach. Frisbees. Oh, I frisbees are the worst. I don't even know how to throw one. I honestly don't know how to throw a frisbee. I can throw anything. I could I I, I could go down M Street Beach. I could put a steel a metal chair down. And I could hand them a wiffle ball bat, and I could strike out every single one of those people in that beach with a wiffle ball. I don't, I don't even know how to throw. I don't know how to throw a frisbee. I don't. I have no idea how to throw a frisbee. I, I don't. I can't throw one. So, but they, they, everybody needs to be doing something. So why do you need to go drink somewhere outside, nice weather, enjoy the weather? You need to be on a fucking swing to have a good time? No, that's not a good time to me. That's that's like a nightmare playing out in real life. Yuppies outside drinking on grass with oversized swings. That's a scary thing to me. I don't want that. I'm okay with just going to a bar and having a couple beers. You want to open the windows up? Yeah, sure, go ahead. But everything else, I don't need all those all those other things. I don't need a, I don't need to be in an amusement park. While I'm drinking in my hometown. Alright? I don't. But, that's it. I gotta get that off my chest. Because we've obviously been talking about a, you know, holiday weekend. And a lot of people are gone, out of town. And I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. I also, um, I also enjoyed watching some playoff hockey, some playoff basketball. And, uh, it, I, I'll, I'll say this. I enjoy watching the playoff hockey, the playoff basketball at this point. More than I like watching the Red Sox play baseball. And I never thought I'd say that. I never thought I'd be to that point. The Red Sox won two of three over the Angels. Okay? And then they go to Minnesota yesterday, and Joe Kelly gets, you know, it just it's embarrassing. Gets yanked early. What do you got up? Seven runs? It's horrible. And and here was my biggest fear with Joe Kelly, the last couple starts. He was good. He was good. 
He took something off the fastball. I told you on this show, I told you on the radio, everybody was started praising him for that, right? They praised Joe Kelly. Um, oh, he's figuring it out now. He doesn't have to throw 97, 98 every time. My biggest fear is that that is not going to continue to work. Or at least that's going to turn into... Um, that, that, that's going to be him overthinking. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. I, I think he, overth- he starts overthinking. Now you're thinking too much. Now you're not just out there pitching, throwing. You're thinking, all right, I'm going to throw a fastball, but it's not going to be as, it's not going to be that fast. No, let's go. Don't stop. I, I'm okay if he doesn't want to take anything off the fastball. But I'm going to criticize you if you can't pitch with a 98-mile-per-hour fastball. That's it. I'm going to criticize you for that. And Joe Kelly, yesterday against Minnesota, here's what he needs to do. Put it up at someone's chin. Get this team, make somebody uncomfortable. And then work in your off speed. I want you to throw hard. I want you to just go up there and throw. But I want you to mix in off speed. But I also want you to make sure you keep guys, you know, off balance. And I think part of that has to do with, see, look, it's a good thing when pitchers are constantly down in the zone. Right? Down, down, down. Yesterday, Joe Kelly's down, down, down. Right? There were some pitches that he threw that got hit. I don't, there were some bad luck things that happened to him yesterday. I'll, I'll say that. Some balls that, you know, bounce in the dirt that end up scooting down the third baseline. You get some bad defense behind you. I mean, it, that, that stuff was happening. Bloop singles that were just dropping in uh, to right field. I mean, that stuff was happening yesterday to Joe Kelly. It was. Uh, but, you know, he should have strikeout stuff. And he actually does. But the problem I saw yesterday is, he doesn't change the eye level of the hitter, right? Give me a couple 98-mile-per-hour fastballs up at someone's eyes, even if it's not inside, right? You give that fastball up at 98, up at his eyes, up at his nose, not even necessarily that far inside, even if it's over the plate but up. If it's up, you know, I think you get a guy off balance a little bit. Change the eye level. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that, right? Put some things in the dirt. Put some things up at the eyes. If you want to give him one in the, close to the chin, you know, give him a little little buzz to the chin, you know, shave the hairs on his chinny chin chin, go ahead. Keep him off balance. Get him thinking. Then give him some off speed away. Joe Kelly is the stuff to be able to do that. He's not. You know, now he's trying to be too fine. Now he's trying to take velocity off his fastball. Now he's overthinking. And now we're to the point where we're, the Red Sox are wondering, do we even want this guy on the major league roster. Um, so we'll see what happens with him. I'm not moving him to the minors. I, 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 here's what I'm doing with Joe Kelly. I'm going, you're going to make your next start. All right, Joe? I'm going to say, hey, Joe, come in the office. Step in the office. Come into my office for a minute. All right. How you doing? You doing good? Doing good? All right, good. Ice that on a little bit? No? No. All right. Well, let, let's talk. Joe, let's talk for a second. Um, you throw, how fast do you throw? How hard can you throw the baseball? 98, you get it to 99 too, huh? You think you can get it to 100? 100, all right. Uh, but most part, we'll say anywhere from 90, 96 to 98, right? Maybe dial it up to 99 if you want. 97, we'll call it 97, 98. That's what we'll call it. That's pretty good, Joe. That's pretty good. Now, you also have some pretty nasty movement on your pitches, too. You got a nice little slider, right? Uh, at times, you hang that thing over the plate because you just started throwing it again three weeks ago. Um, you know, you got a good little change up there. You got going on. You got some movement on that. Listen, I need you to go out there, your next start, okay? And I need you, I need you to just throw. I need you to go out there and throw. I need you, though, forget about locating the fastball and painting. Because I think that's what we've that's what we've turned this into. Fastball location. Paint, paint, paint. When you're painting, you're trying to be too fine. Now you're trying to paint by taking velocity off the fastball. That's a bad to me, that's I've told you. I've been telling you this. Even with even when it looked good for Joe Kelly. I think that's a bad strategy. 
because you start overthinking. The only thing that you should be doing when it comes to fastball location is you can look. See, you can have fastball location and purposely locate out of the strike zone. Purpose pitches. Put it up at someone's eyes. Put it in the dirt. Change the eye level. You know, mix in your off speed at that point. Get the guy off balance. Everything is trying to be low at the knees, painting the outside corner, painting the inside corner. There's just way, it's just, and then in order to be able to do that, you now have to take velocity off? No. You know how many guys would be begging and pleading to, to be able to throw 97, 98 with the movement on the pitches that you have? Let's not get away from that, okay? But also when it comes to fastball command, there's fastball command paint because some guys have to do that because they don't have overpowering stuff. And then there's fastball command. You can, you can make pitches outside of the strike zone that are purpose pitches. Right? And then you can come back in. So I don't want you to start. I want you to, st- I want you to stop taking the velocity off. I want you to go out there and throw. Go out there and throw. Okay? I want you to go out there and throw. And guess what? If you go out there 97, 98, and you're out there just throwing, and you're not taking velocity off, and you're not overthinking anything, um, and, you, and you can't get the job done, then we're going to have to move you. Whether that's to the, you know, I mean, I, I say to the pen, but I'm probably thinking to the minors, right? Because, you know, we can only let this go on for so long. We can only let you try to figure this out for so long up here at the major league level. Uh, we got a couple of kids. We got Eduardo Rodriguez, who we could bring up. We got even Matt Bonds, who did a nice job yesterday in Minnesota, coming in for you, uh, at least keeping us in a game if we could score any runs. Um, but, you know, there's things that we can do. We, we got some kids. We got Johnson. We, we got Owens. We, we got some, some pitches. We got Rodriguez. We got some kids we think. We got Matt Bonds. We got some kids we think could get a shot. And, you know, we're certainly not going to hold them back if you, you know, if you can't figure it out. So figure it out, and then it's your job, and you're there, and you stay. But I, what I want you to do is go up there and just throw. I want you to throw in your next start. I don't want you to think about taking velocity off. I want you to go out there and throw. That's what I want you to do. You know, there's, there's a lot that's coming into this, and I get that. And I know you played in St. Louis. I understand they love their baseball, but you, you know, people can say what they want, and I think you're feeling this right now, is that the pressure here in this town, when things don't go right, is a lot worse than St. Louis. As much as they love their ball, their ball club, as much as they love their baseball in St. Louis, because they do, the pressure here, it is a whole lot worse when things go bad here than when things go bad there. It is. It's a whole lot worse here, and I think you can agree to that. And I think part of this is now an overthinking phase that you're going through that is combining with the pressure, that is combining in a whole lot of suck, okay? And what we need to figure out is a way for you to go out there and just be comfortable. And the way I think you can be comfortable again, Joe Kelly, is by just going out there, forgetting all this shit about taking velocity off the fastball. Just go out there and throw. Just go out there and throw. And um, if it works, you know, we'll, we're going to keep you here. If it doesn't, you're going somewhere else. That's the way this is, that's is, is going to happen. Uh, there are a lot of people that wish they could throw 97, 98. That... that that throw 94, 95. Um, that if they threw 97, 98, they wouldn't be taking anything off the velocity. So I, I, I no longer want to see you do that. Go out there and throw. Because we, I feel like you, this is starting to become a pressure-packed situation for yourself. And I'm not going to lie. You know, you kind of put a lot of pressure on yourself by coming out and saying that you were going to win the Cy Young before the season. I, I, I don't... I don't like that you did that, um, but I also knew that you have the type of stuff in your toolbox to be able to go out and back that talk up. 
Now, you're not doing that. And I think that's also why you're starting to feel a little bit more pressure because you know what you said in spring training. You know what you said. And you know you're not even, you're not even close to that. So you're, you're feeling some pressure. You're feeling some heat. I can sense that. I can see it. And on top of that, you're now overthinking it and you're trying to do too much. So what I want you to do is uh, I want you to go out there and I want you to just throw the baseball. That's it. I want you to go out there, go on that mound, 97, 98, go out there and throw. That, that, that's all you can do at this point. Got Minnesota, then we got Texas. Okay? Your next start's going to be, let's see here, one, two, three, four. Um, your next start's going to be Texas next weekend, this weekend, in Texas. Get away from, the, get away from Boston for a little bit. Go out there and throw. That's it. That would be that. That that's my advice to Joe Kelly. Uh, moving forward, but yesterday was a tough game to watch. What uh, Mike Napoli is crushing the ball, and it's great to see because this offense, it's just his personality. When he's feeling good, when he looks like he's having fun, it's a, this is a different team. It really is. It's a different team when Mike Napoli's raking like he is, and he's crushing the ball. And we've seen it before from him. When he goes on a tear, he goes on a motherfucking tear. Oh, he does. And he is he's, he is up there raking. Um, so, And it's a different offense when he's hitting like this. So that's good to see you take two of three over the Angels. It was terrible yesterday in Minnesota. Uh, you're back at it tonight. Clay Buckholtz on the mound in Minnesota. Uh, so even though Buckholtz has looked pretty good lately, you still don't know what you're going to... I still don't know what I'm going to get out of him. I, I couldn't put my money on him. I really couldn't. Um, y- if, I have no idea what what they're going to get out of Buckholz tonight. He goes up against righty Mike Pelfrey. Uh, you also got a couple uh, games, playoff games, NBA playoffs. Cleveland hosts the Hawks. The Cavaliers can sweep. Uh, Al Horford for Atlanta will not be suspended. He's not suspended. He threw an elbow at uh, Della Vadova, at Delhi. Threw an elbow on him, the people's elbow. He looked like the rock. You see that? He should have got ejected. It's a good ejection, right? Um, I, I believe he did get ejected, right? Whoever got ejected there? Look, that was, I mean, I don't know how anyone could argue that that's not an ejectable offense. It absolutely is. It's brutal. Uh, you can't just drop an elbow down on Della Vadova. And Della Vadova was just, he was losing balance. He wasn't purposely falling into Horford's knees. Uh, Horford obviously thought he did through the elbow, but you can't have that. They're not going to suspend him. All right, let him play. I, I think Cavs win it tonight. Golden State couldn't sweep last night. Houston ended up preventing a sweep uh, thanks to James Harden's 45 points. Steph Curry took an awful spill last night. I, I thought that was going to be... I th- Honestly, yeah, I felt weird on his neck, head. I thought that was a wrist. I thought his, his arm, shoulder, or a wrist or an elbow, I thought that was going to be the injury. Left arm, or whatever arm it was. It wasn't, actually. He came back. He returned for the game. They called a head contusion. I don't know if that just means he's got some swelling on his head. I don't know. But they, they let him return. Uh, uh, Golden State loses. They still lead the series three games to one. That game five is going to be tomorrow night. And as of right now, Golden State's a 10-point favorite. I would take the 10 points with Houston and Golden State, thinking that Golden State will win a close one. But uh, tonight, Cleveland, 7.5-point favorite at home. I think this is close, too. I'd take the points. I'd take the seven and a half, but I think Cleveland wins. I think they probably win by, by three, four, maybe. Pull away late. And I say pull away, I mean, you know, hit a couple free throws after they get intentionally fouled, and the Cavaliers move on to the NBA Finals. Uh, LeBron James, been playing like a beast, but, uh, you know, it, it just Atlanta's not going to win this series. And... I thought Atlanta would get one in their own building in game two. They didn't do that. And here are the Cavaliers now going for the sweep. I do think they will get it. 
tonight. What do we got? Anything else going on? Oh, NBA news. There, uh, Paul Pierce. They're saying he's going to opt out of D.C. and he's going to go to the Clippers. Finish his career in, L- in L.A. Uh, reunite with Doc Rivers, right? Uh, so that's the Paul Pierce news. Stanley Cup playoffs last night. Friend of the show, Matt Bolesky, former guest on this show. Scored an overtime winner last night for the Anaheim Ducks. 45 seconds into OT. And the Ducks take a 3-2 series lead in their Western Conference final series. Um, He bails out his goalie, Frederick Anderson, who let up one of the worst goals you will ever see in your life in the final minute. That forced overtime. Jonathan Taves was in the corner, and he just sort of threw it on net. He threw it parallel to the goal line. Right along the goal line. Frederick Anderson needs to take his blocker as he's looking to his right. And he needs to just put a stick out on the ice. Right? Perpendicular to the goal line. And he needs to just stop the puck and tie it up. That's an easy play. He didn't even put a stick out. He thought he almost was going to let the puck go right through the crease. Right in front of his toes. It hit his left skate. Goes in the net. Tie game. At four, we're going to OT. Now, Bolesky bailed him out in overtime because that was a terrible goal. Terrible. And if Anderson lets that puck in and the Ducks lose that series, Blackhawks go home and they win that series in six. Fact. I mean, going into that game last night, in the Kane-Taves era, some this was a crazy stat. Crazy stat they were throwing out. In the Kane-Taves era, I, I think I got this right here. In the Kane-Taves era, the Blackhawks have been tied in a playoff series 2-2. Two to two. In the Kane-Taves era, tied in a series 2-2, they're 14-0 in games 5 and 6, which means that they always win those series in six games. (laughs) It's insane. Obviously, that changed last night. But if that puck, which went in from Anderson, and the Blackhawks win that in overtime last night, you know, Anderson never would forget that. That would haunt his dreams for years, for years. And he would be the guy that people would look at in history, in Ducks history, and say, uh, Frederick Anderson. Yeah, you know what? Great season, was hurt. They went two goalies for a little bit there. Uh, but, nah, that's a, you can't let that in. You just can't let that in. How about Jonathan Taves? Scored both Blackhawks goals last night with the goalie pulled in the final two minutes. Crazy. And when, when Tave scores that goal, I'm saying to myself, this is over. Especially knowing that stat I just gave you. I'm thinking the Blackhawks are going to win this game. Didn't happen. Bolesky scores it early. And, he, and you know, he dove. Uh, uh, you, know, you get a feel. You get a, feels like you're watching Bobby Orr there for a minute. Obviously, two completely different players. Bobby Orr, one of the, the best that's ever played the game, if not the best. You know, flying through the air. Circumstances were a little different. It was a cup winner. Bolesky was only an OT winner in the Western Conference Finals, and it didn't even win the series. But it won a big game, and it looked like a pretty cool celebration as he uh, smashes into the boards and gets up and celebrates. But Matt Bolesky, nice job. And uh, just good to see another guest on this show out there impacting the Stanley Cup playoffs. You got a game tonight, big game, New York Rangers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Game 6, and Tampa. The Lightning try to close it out. Uh, I'm rooting for the Rangers, obviously. Um, look, Brian Boyle, you root for him too. And congratulations to him. Just had uh, a baby and he's, you know, he's out there and, and yeah, look, I'm rooting for the Rangers because if the Rangers win it, I'm, you know, pretty sure I'm going to be hoisting that thing. And I don't think that's going to happen if, if Boyle wins it, um, even though friend of the show, but I'm rooting for the Rangers. That's it. That's what it is. We'll see what happens. It's must win, obviously, game six, but uh, a big one tonight as the Lightning try to close that series out and the Rangers try to force a game seven back at MSG. Uh, I, I think I think there is a game seven back at Madison Square Garden. I do. I think there's a game seven. I actually think the Rangers take care of the Lightning tonight pretty good in Tampa Bay. I do. I think it's a big win. I think they, I think they win by three goals. Rangers win by three tonight. That's what I think happens. One more thing to tell you about uh, that happened over the weekend. Uh, there was a lot of stuff, obviously. I can't cover the entire weekend for you. I don't have enough time. And to be honest with you, um, I don't have enough energy to do that in this 
in the studio, which is now, I think, kicked up to about 280 degrees. Um, there was a home run hit in Milwaukee over the weekend. Guy hits the home run. Round of the bases. Comes home. Now, video evidence shows that he kind of stepped on home, the edge of it, of the edge of home plate. Because as he's crossing home, he's so excited. He's looking up and pointing up to the stands. You know, some guys do that. As he's pointing up to the stands, he steps over home plate, it looks like, when you watch the replay. Then when you zoom in on the foot, it does look like his heel just touches the back of home plate. All right? So that he does touch it. But in real time, he runs the bases after the home run. He comes, crosses the plate, so it seems. And as Ryan Braun steps up to the plate, the catcher walks out in front of home plate, and they give sort of like a pitch out. Like they're appealing something. And you go, what are they appealing? Catcher catches the ball, looks at the ump, steps on home plate. The ump calls him out. He calls the kid with the home run. He called him out because the ump was looking. He said he didn't step on home plate. I mean, really? Let's now. So what happens is they challenge it. Milwaukee challenges this. Right? And they, they overturn the ruling on the field was that he was out after the appeal. And they give him the home run back. My point in this whole thing is when a guy hits a home run, let's say, now, the guy should have stepped on home a little bit more than he did. It does look like when you zoom in, his heel, Jess Bailey, did touch the plate. But my point is this. <laughs> when a guy hits a home run, right, uh, and let's say he didn't touch home plate, should that really be an out? I mean, honestly, I don't want to live in a baseball world where... A guy hits a home run, and if he somehow misses home plate, he can then be called out. No, 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 no. When you put the bat on the baseball and the ball goes into the stands, that's a home run. I don't care if you don't even run the bases after. If you had a rule in which you could hit it, you were hurt, and you just went into the dugout. It's a home run. Okay? I get that you you score runs by touching home plate. You score runs by touching on plate. If the ball goes into the seats, it's a it's a run, it's a home run. And anybody that's on base counts on the scoreboard as a run scored. It's a home run. You clear the bases. It's over. The at bat's over. The play's over. Next. Next person to step up. I don't want to live in a baseball world where if a guy does miss home plate on a home run, he's out. Now, it's somewhat of a stupid argument because it's stupid. If you miss home plate, <laughs> right? But in in a rare occasion in which a guy does miss home plate, I don't want to live in a baseball world in which that guy is out. That's that's not that I don't want to live in a baseball world like that. You know, similar to like, you know, now we do this thing with plays at at stolen bases where you see the guy keep the tag on the guy, right? I don't want to live in a world where that guy's out either. Like when he slides and he's safe and he clearly beat the play. You know, sometimes they look up, they say, can I get time? Because they go off the bag to give their elbow pad to someone. Now you see guys, they make the tag. And as the guy's finishing his slide, he keeps the tag on. In case as he's standing up off the ground, his foot just barely comes off the bag half a centimeter. And if you have the tag on during that point, you can challenge it and call it an out. That's so fucking stupid, it's not even funny. Here's how I view that play. Did he beat the throw? Did he touch the bag safely before the initial tag was attempted? Then he's safe. That's it. I don't want to live in a world where a guy can be safe and then be out because he just barely comes off the bag as he's trying to stand up and wipe the dirt off his legs. But we do this now with the replays and the, you know, everything's got to be perfect. That's the baseball world we live in. You know? And granted, a guy should touch home plate when he hits a home run. Let's say he doesn't. Should he be out? <laughs> no. 
He just hit a 95-mile-per-hour fastball 400 feet. Okay? He just hit it 425. It's a run scored. I don't give a fuck if he goes right from the batter's box to the dugout after he hits it. Okay? Man. So, that's it. That's the weekend in a nutshell. Did I miss anything? I don't know. If I did, um, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I'm here five days a week. DannyPicard.com. Uh, everybody's coming back into town. And the chaos will ensue. I'm going to try to get on the beach today. Now, during the week, the beach is not as jam-packed as it is during the weekend. Um, but, you know, the people that listen, they might say, Oh, I'm, I moved to Salty. I stand up. I Don't take anything too personally, all right? Relax. Um, I did mean it, though, when I told you I could go down to M Street Beach and strike everybody out in wiffle ball. I could. That, that, that might even be a legitimate challenge. But, um, and I did mean that, that, that place with the oversized swings is a, a nightmare to me playing out in real life. It is. And you know what? It could really, I say yuppies, anybody could be going to that place. And just the oversized swings itself make that place. A nightmare. But I hope everybody enjoyed their weekend. We are back now. We're uh, right into the swing of things this summer. And um, we'll continue to keep an eye on Deflategate. We'll keep an eye on the playoff stuff. Major League Baseball as this season uh, continues to, to roll along. Um, OTAs begin this week. We got OTAs, right, in the NFL. And, uh, you know, if anything crazy happens, then we'll certainly talk about all of it. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. Get every show at dannypicard.com. Follow me on Twitter, at dannypicard. Like me on Facebook. Again, five days a week. I'm out. Talk to you tomorrow.